This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, welcome to the second Chelsea Supporters Trust virtual general meeting being held in the salubrious uh, basement flat in Pimlico which is also the studio of Trust board member David Chidgy. Um, I'm Tim Rolls, I'm the the Trust Chair. I have with me Paul, who is our Secretary. Hello, everybody. We have David Chidgy with us, who is... Doing the Twitter, Mixler, and all the other things I don't understand. I'm being the twit tonight, or something like that. And we are awaiting David Johnson, board member, who will be with us imminently. We had apologies from Neil Beard, the vice chair, who was taken ill today and unable to attend. And normally, Celia Mindelson would attend, uh, because she's the one in charge of the survey, but she's in Sweden on work at the moment, so felt it was difficult to dial in. Okay, so thank you very much. Um, The first issue is the survey. It's probably the most important thing that we'll be talking about tonight. I would stress that we we can get questions in on the um, on Mixler or on Twitter, and David will feed them to us, and we will take them. I think the agenda was sent out um, last week, and it's available. If you look at our website, it's available there. If anyone hasn't seen it. And item eight, which is the penultimate item, the is questions from members. If we get questions on specific issues, we'll take them as and when. It's not a formal meeting as our other meetings would be. Um, I see from Mixler that some people have already done their surveys. It is important that, that people do it. Um, it's the way that we know, as the Trust Board, what people think on a range of issues, and that's anything from ticket prices to the stadium, to relationship with the club, to what our priorities should be for next year. And the way that the process works is that the survey, the deadline for which is the end of June, it's analysed during July and the results are published, they're given to the club, to the media, to you, the membership, 
and they're discussed at our AGM, which Paul will talk about later, but is in early early August. So there is a particular process there. It takes probably 20 minutes, something like that, to fill in. All members will have received an email last night giving them information. If they didn't receive that, if they could email us or, or let us know. But it, it went out last night, and we know that it went out because um, we've, we've already had a, a fair number of responses, which, which is good. And that email contains a unique link for yep. you to do the survey. As so well. you can't forward it to somebody else. It, it, and if you're not a member and you're dialing in and you want to take part, then go to our website and join up. It's very straightforward to become a member of the Trust. And as soon as you do that, you'll be able to take part in the survey. So I would encourage everybody to do it. In previous years, we've had several hundred responses and we have taken those up, the analysis to the club. They are interested in what people have to say. Um, we had a review meeting last year with a number of, uh, of board members of the club and we anticipate that the same would happen this time. So I would encourage you to do it. You, you, you've got a month. I, we will send out reminders, but obviously we're not going to clog your inboxes with reminders. But basically you've got another just over a month to do it and we would encourage you to do so. Right, so that's the, the survey. So now an update on a number of issues, sort of key issues ongoing. David Johnson, when he comes, is involved in discussions with the club on atmosphere and he will update you on that. The, the next issue is, is the stadium. Now, a number of you will have seen a piece by Dan Levine, who is a trust member, he's Blues Chronicle on Twitter, and he's an all-round good guy, very close to what's going on with the club, lots of connections, that he feels the announcement from the club is imminent over the summer in terms of hopefully the club staying at Stamford Bridge and some sort of time scale, timeline in terms of what that means if we had to move out to go to another location where that would be when that would be and and the sort of broad brush information about sort of size of the ground and what have you now what we're keen on is support input in terms of discussions on facilities in terms of design you know issues around safe standing in terms in in terms of you know the, the design not the fundamentals in terms of we wouldn't expect to have it on things like access ways but just in terms of what's actually in the in the uh, stadium itself and that's a a fundamental for us because that to me and i suspect the survey will, will reinforce this it is the most the most important thing is going forward where we play because an awful lot of issues around atmosphere around safe standing around ticketing around young people very difficult, I think, to deal with in a 42,000-seater, old old 42,000-seater stadium. Much easier to deal with in a bigger, new stadium where you can start from scratch. It will mean some challenges if we move for a, a designated period of time. And there's no getting away from that. But again, I would hope that the trust can be a, a part of that of that discussion. I see from uh, Mitzler that... There's some buffering issues. I don't even know what that means, but uh, I'm no, sure no, that, no, no. that David Chidgey is... Uh, it's fine. He's it, on, it, on the case. It, it does that too. Don't worry about that. They're all yep. saying it's fine. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's the stadium. Obviously, as soon as the club do make any announcement, we will you know, evaluate it uh, and respond. We hope that it's, it's positive. We're very keen to work with the club. 
you know, their statements in recent times have not been about moving. They have been about redeveloping of Stamford Bridge. That's clearly what the majority of our members want, what Chelsea supporters want. So we'll have to see what comes out and then we'll, uh, then we'll take it from there. So that's the stadium. Next issue is touting. Now, we were hoping to do more on touting last season, but the big campaign we were going to do was a, getting supporters to write into their MPs and to the Fulham Council, well, Hammersmith and Fulham Council. The general election rather got in the way of that. It's very difficult to write to an MP who, who, who doesn't exist. So the plan is that we will do that early in the new, se- new season. Um, we have a new... Minister of Sport, who was making interesting noises about supporter dialogue and supporter involvement. It'd be interesting to see if they have anything to say on touting, because her predecessor certainly had no interest whatsoever in, the, in it, it would be fair to say. And in fact, he saw them as classic entrepreneurs. So maybe by then there will be more of a groundswell moving it forward. But we are committed to doing something, and I think we would look to do something in, in August, August, September on that. Once, once a new season is, uh, is underway. And the other issue, which has been raised by a lot of supporters and the club put announcement out yesterday, is around European away ticket collection. Um, we are, you know, the club have come up with a new procedure after events in Paris. We put out a statement, we wrote to the club, other supporters groups have, have done the same thing. It was discussed at the fans forum my understanding is what was discussed at the fan forum can't be discussed here. I'll, I'll pass over to Paul, who is a member of the fans the forum. The minutes need to be agreed first by the club and by the fans forum before they can be published elsewhere. So um, whilst this issue was was talked about with the club, it's more, or it can't really be discussed in terms of the content of that discussion yeah. at the moment. Pablo, do you, know, do you know when the uh, minutes will be out? I don't, I'm afraid. It's usually a couple of weeks. Yeah. So When they are, though, they'll yeah, go up on the CST and, and the Chelsea fan. Yeah, they'll be website. everywhere. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll go up on the website. And we have a trust board meeting in two weeks' time where hopefully the fallout from the fans' forum plus a response to the club's um, announcement yesterday, giving more detail of the process, we'll discuss that and we will then, we will then take a view. But it, 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 we're unable to discuss it in detail because clearly... It's potentially things have moved on and more details was given at the fans forum, but we, we're currently embargoed from uh, from discussing that. Okay, next one is issues raised by members. We've had a, a couple of um, questions, one of which was around ticket prices for pre-season friendlies. Now, last season we played, was it Florentina? Florentina this year. Oh, Florentina this year. Real Sociedad yeah. last Real year. Real Sociedad last year. I think tickets were 20 yourself a fan. <laughs> £20. And they'd gone up, I think they're now... Yeah, 25 25 now, yeah. And it was really uh, a question as to why the club have put them up and, and could something be done about it. Now, it's a valid question because it brings in the whole question about what are pre-season friendlies for. Are they to raise money? Are they to bring in new supporters? Because certainly last season, there were a lot of young people... There are a lot of kids in shirts who I suspect don't go very often and it seemed to work really well. But the thing is, the tickets have already gone on sale and my understanding is a large number have already been sold. So there's nothing we can do about it for this year. But it is a fair point and it's something that we will raise with the club. I think, you know, for years we didn't have home friendlies and I think it's an extremely positive move 
that the club are doing it and they are to be applauded for that. And the feedback we got last year was very positive. But we'll, we'll, we will ask the question to try and understand what the uh, policy is about, uh, about the pricing strategy. I mean, the other thing this year, of course, is it's three days after the, um, the Community Shield. Yeah. Which I, I, I haven't seen any pricing details for that, but I don't suppose that'll be rock bottom, given that it's no. at Wembley. Um, so that may that may have an impact as well. As last year, we, we were not in the community shield, and I suspect well, they clearly can't uh, um, give ticket details on the community shield till after the cup finals. No, we don't know who we're who we're playing. Um, I would imagine they will come out at some some point in June, but it is it is a consideration for people who've just paid for a season ticket potentially or, or are saving up for next season, to suddenly have two games in three days is, is you know, it's asking quite a lot when, it, when the season hasn't even, uh, hasn't even started yet. So that was a fair question and it was one that we will, we will take up. Another question we had was on, from mem- overseas members from, in America, around changes to the True Brew membership costs. Now, we had um, a couple of, of questions on this, including one from, um, from Beth Wilde. We just had one on Mixler that came in And we well, just had is... one from uh, <laughs> Dan Lundberg asking, on Mixler asking exactly the same issue. Now, it says what can be done. Now, the, the fact is the club have brought it in for next season. And basically what they're doing is they're making it... I'll, I'll read this... Um, some of uh, the email I had from, from Beth um, they think it's an unfair burden on supporters clubs the new policy basically states that they need to have loyalty points at a certain part of the season and this makes it uh, 5 up till November then 10 and after February need 15 um, it affects particular people coming over who obviously come over for one or two games and may not have the loyalty points um, and particularly people from America and Australia, because obviously flying over costs more. So they have concerns that the process, as they see it, discriminates against them. Now, it's probably too late for next season. And I know that Beth and others have had tried to have dialogue with the club on this, with, with, with Diane Broom. And it hasn't necessarily um, resolved it the way that they would like. And apparently Diane said she was going to bring it up at the next... Well, she could have said supporters club meeting, but I suspect that's the fans forum meeting. Was it discussed at the fans forum, Paul? It wasn't. No. Okay. Um, we will take it up with the club, this whole issue about the change, but it's already, it's now in place. So, and I know that there's frustration, clearly frustration about this. So I think it's something that we need, we need to take on board and we will commit to taking up with the club. I think what we would ask the club, I think in future is that any changes like this are discussed much earlier the season before so that there is a chance to have dialogue with with supporters and, and so that they can understand the process. Because if it's, if, it, if it's not advertised until late in the previous season, it's, it's too late really to do anything about it. So we will take it up and we will take it forward and we will ask them. But it, it, it is obviously a concern. We've had a number of emails on the subject and we've had Mixler comment... And I've also been advised by Mark Barfoot, thank you, Mark, that it's actually Diane Piggott, not Diane Broom. I apologise. I was obviously working on old information. Uh, Okay, so that's that. I'm just looking at other questions we've had. We've had a number around the 
um, touting, sorry, around the, the parade and around the, the the parading of the trophy. I'd really like David Johnson to be here because I think he's probably close to that. There were concerns that the trophy, when it was presented, was was fine for people in the Matthew Harding stand, but people in the other stands couldn't really see what was going on. Um to be honest, I sit in Matthew Hardy's stand, so it wasn't the... And I, it's, just I, where, it's just where they base the mix yeah, zone, though. Yeah. It always has been, as far as I can remember. Yeah. It, but but it, they, they were, certainly social media was alive with it on Sunday evening and Monday. And I think with the, the parade, it's really where the parade goes and, and chances to see it. The problem with the parade is that it's very difficult because they don't know how many people are coming. It's... There's only so many places, I mean, the Ilbrook Common, there's not many other places that I, I can think of where yeah. they can have a mass. No, there were a lot of unhappy residents generally at the just the general idea of yeah. of a parade. Um, Are you speaking as a resident now, Pablo, or what? I'm, oh, I, I was in jest the other day. Like, <laughs> I was trying to have a lion and all the Vuvuzelas were going past my window. But no, there has been quite a lot. And the council are quite wary of that, despite the fact it happens like what, what was over a thousand days ago, the last parade. So you'd have thought they can kind of cope. But I mean, there's, I, I have some sympathy with the police and certainly with the club on this one. While we're waiting, I've just, we just had another question um, about touting, which I'll cover. Dave Johnson's just coming in the room. Um, yeah, basically, more information to be given to international supporters regarding touts and touting. That is fair point, and I think we will... I mean, we are going to be doing more about it next season, and I think we'll put a do's and don'ts up on our website. The don'ts are trying very hard not to buy off people standing on Fulham Broadway, and they are there not just on match day the day, day before. As, as a general rule, if they say tickets for the match, don't buy off them. And critically... Do not buy from websites that are not the official Chelsea website because most of them are run, appear to be run from abroad. They are run by criminal groups and it's very, very difficult. What happens is people end up going to the club with printouts, supposedly with receipts for the box office to pick up their match tickets and there are no tickets. And there's nothing the club can do. They don't have spare tickets. People come over, they come from abroad, they spend hundreds if not thousands of pounds and it's, you know... Very frustrating for it for the club and, and for everybody. But we will put a do's and don'ts. Do not buy from gentlemen in the Fulham Road and do not buy from websites called chelsea.tickets.com.au or something. Um like to welcome David Johnson. Good evening. Sorry I'm late. And just being consistent. <laughs> we are. We've covered a, a, a few of the issues, David, but one we would like to cover is an update on, on atmosphere. Your views on... What's happened? How effective it's been? And any plans for for next season? Um, as far as the atmosphere is concerned, I've personally got to give the Chelsea support a pack, pat on the back because the past few games at Stamford Bridge, the atmosphere has rocketed. Uh, it was fantastic away against um, Leicester Brom. and West Brom. Um, I would like to add a caveat that I hope the next time Chelsea are losing 3-0 and we haven't won the league, we can still sing for uh, 45 minutes. The club have been listening to several different groups, Chelsea Supporters Trust included, and whilst they seem to be taking some bits on board, I've got to be totally honest, and uh, I think there's a little bit more 
lip service going on than there is uh, progress. But the fact is that they are listening and the Chelsea Supporters Trust, along with many other various representatives, are doing ours and their best to put the points across. I mean, the, the shed atmosphere is another group, aren't oh, they? Oh, they've, 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 they've been, been fantastic. Superb. I have to take yeah. Richard off. Weeks, yeah. in particular, who's yeah. organised that He's group. listening, I believe. He is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> From and scratch, pat on the back yep. to you, Richard. And uh, Richard, along with um, Paul, uh, is um, they're part of the uh, guys who do the um, blue flags regularly. And um, they were um, very prominent in the uh, display that uh, took place against Sunderland. And uh, our thanks to them. I thought the display against Sunderland, particularly the flags of the, the banners with the old players. You was remember fantastic. all them, particularly, don't you? <laughs> I do remember most. Not, not, I don't remember Roy Bentley or Jack Cock or George. He, Woodley, he was there for George Hilton, apparently. <laughs> fun, fun, funnily enough, on a bit of a tangent, I um, met a long lost relative for the first time before the game against Sunderland. He's uh, my grand's cousin, and his first season was 48 49. Yeah? Yeah, which is interesting. But, fantastic. Yeah. But but it was it, you know it, it celebrated our history. It celebrated winning winning the league, and I thought the whole thing was was really really because I knew there was something going on, but I had no idea it was so uh, so spectacular. Yeah, it's great when the um, supporters do join in. Um, the card display, in truth, was about eighty percent successful. What tended to happen was people came in and um, although the instructions were printed on the card, they didn't quite read them. English supporters in particular aren't quite used to um, getting involved in stuff like that. We're certainly not on a par with um, some of our um, European um, colleagues or um, contemporaries. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, there's um, a guy at uh, Chelsea, um, Brian, who's... um, very, very keen to um, get stuff like that going. Very and, um, ambitious as well. But yeah, and um, let's hope we can um, improve on what we've done. I would like to say that um, whilst Jose Mourinho is undoubtedly the best manager in Britain, in Europe, possibly in the world, um, I think... Um, a lot of people are a little bit of a reticent about some of the comments he's made, but um, maybe that was down to pressure. And uh, he's de- he's eased off a little bit once we've won the league. Well, it's interesting. He's made he's praised the away support. He came over at West Brom, um, but it's the home support he's sort of had a had a word with. I mean, I think it's unfortunate. I think it was good actually that he raised the issue as to why and the wider issues about ticket pricing and lack of young people in the ground so it did it did get a debate going which we were an, an active part of but I, I i sense and people it's interesting to talk i mean i sit in the matthew harding upper and most people who sit around me are without being unkind won't see 50 again and normally they don't sing and they don't stand up and they don't clap but they have been for the last two or three games i know we've won the league and but but and even and, and at west brom and leicester I, I mean, again, I'm an away season to go. I sit near people who normally just sit on their hands, and they were they were up, and they were you know it was it was a, there was a change. And if if you can't expect it to happen for 19 home league games, like, you know better than me, David. But I, I just sense there may be we've we've crossed a. a line I hope there. we have yeah. as well. We've yeah. you know taken a sort of um, we've gotten the old uh, DeLorean and um, gone back in time. 
and um, you know, let's hope we can um, capture. I just got. I just got. I mean, we we've been saying this on on the Chelsea fancast for weeks, but for me, the sea change this season has been. You know, the sorry, Richard. I don't mean to diss you at all, and it, it's not meant as that. But the Matthew Harding lower and even more remarkable upper the whole Matthew Harding's blue and white army gate 16 yeah. mate yeah, that, no, that's, 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 that's that's made a huge yeah. difference to the entire atmosphere yeah. I mean as Tim will verify from the other end of the Matthew Harding upper gate 17 is not a lot better but there's be yeah. everybody yeah. standing up clapping yeah. along singing and that's what we want that's what we want to and, see and also people haven't been saying sit down mate sit down yeah. mate which is what has happened yeah. in the past where I see and we should probably mention the club after originally coming down rather too hard on it have taken a full step back on on that issue yeah no well. we've got we've got to um um give credit to the club for um whilst uh um remaining uh within the guidelines have um allowed people to um stand safely in their seats to um at times of great excitement i, th- I think one challenge is to get people in their seats 10-15 minutes before because there is a I mean you know again David you know better than me but it's a cultural thing where people don't sit down until 5 or 6 minutes to go I can't I, you know I've never been able to understand the uh, mentality in that people pay through the nose for their tickets and season tickets and that you know they'd rather have that last s- hurried or even slow pint in the yeah. pub and get there 15 minutes after the kickoff and then leave on the 40th minute to get to the bar downstairs yeah. and then miss 10 minutes of the second. I can't understand it myself. No, but, I mean, it, it has made a difference. The, the media have picked up on it, I think. You know, the, 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 some of the TV pictures have been have been excellent. Even friends of mine who don't go regularly say, oh, that was good, you know, look good against Sunderland. It was, you know, and a lot of comments about the support of West Brom, which I, well, it was fantastic. I know we won the league and it didn't matter, but it was, it was really, it was. It felt special to be a Chelsea fan. Yeah, that, it was that, great. That, that it was thing. like yeah. a step back to the old yeah, days, yeah, yeah, Tim, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? It was, yeah, very much. So that's great. So thanks for that. You've got anything else on, on atmosphere, though? Well, hopefully the, cra- um, the club might take on board a few of the other points that um, we've tried to raise. Um, Cliff Auger, who unfortunately isn't here tonight, has been um, very vocal in some of um, the issues concerning the atmosphere. And, you know, it's a case of um, trying to grind them down, really. Although, hopefully, once um, Stamford Bridge is redeveloped well, which we all hope it will be yeah we've covered that but yes yeah you know yeah. i mean there's going you know the club will look at you know a definite area for um i don't want to call it an atmosphere area because you know as as is pointed out to us by the club people you know they see there's an atmosphere area and they buy a ticket for it and they don't take part they just yep. want to experience the atmosphere but you know hopefully if the club can allocate you know a part of the ground for people who do want to get involved in creating the atmosphere yep. you know and they do it things will improve a couple of things that have come up on Mitzler one is from Shed Atmosphere making the point they've got many plans for next season in the Shed and working round the clock to get things done to help even further with the atmosphere these sorts of improvements will not be seen overnight but the group and him personally will never stop working on it and fair play to them and one from uh, Mark Barfoot while you've got the chance, probably big up DJs, always unsung efforts in selling the fanzine home away and Euro away. Well, there you are, David. 
You can read out the other bit as well. Yeah, the man's a legend. Um, he's not giving me money while I'm saying this. The man's a legend and deserves our praise, admiration, recognition. Keep up the good work. Well, I can only reiterate that. And unfortunately, while Tim mentioned, I'm not giving them any money. Nobody is offering me a pound tonight. So. Yeah, or two euros. Although I believe there is a, a copy of a version for yeah. the for America. If you want All to you that? guys in um, America, thanks to um, Beth Wild. Uh, who's uh, well known for all the right reasons to uh, plenty of us, has um, teamed up with um, Dan Lundberg and um, the new uh, revitalised CFC UK will be on sale to all you lovely North Americans and Canadians um, next season. And uh, hopefully will be a summer taster version. Still going to cost you a couple of bucks. Uh, and sell a couple of um, Chelsea's pre-season tour okay. games in America. Thank you, David. Um, while we're on it, looking at Mitzler, I see that Ramsey Shamas is on. I just want to thank Ramsey, who's not a board member, but has been helping Celia with with um, a lot of work on the survey, and we'll be working with her in terms of doing the analysis, particularly the um, the written comments, because as well as scoring various issues, you get the chance to write in comments. It is quite a lot of work collating those and analysing those. And I'd like, I'd like to personally thank Ramsey, who was offered to work with Celia to do that. So thanks for that. I've got a, I've got a couple of uh, questions. I think they're questions. Yep, uh, far from, away. From Twitter, mate. Yeah. Or, uh, a guy, <laughs> Raja, at Rajan Churl says, we need a big stadia to compete in future. It's a must, in my opinion. Fans should not let down the club if they come up with good ideas. And the other one is from Stephen, at Stephen Pye. I'm giving up Euroways if I have to queue for tickets at a way ground. Yep. You might just want to make a couple of comments about those two. I mean, David, do you want to talk about European Aways? Um, person- just as a point, just remember before you go, um, that anything that was discussed at the fans forum is embargoed at the minute. So we can talk about it, but we can't talk about anything that was... Said at the we can give our opinion yeah. on what we think about it, yeah. but we can't say yeah. what was said at the meeting. Yeah, but I know you've got you've got. A few, I mean, we've talked about it, but if you've got anything you just want to chuck in quickly, not really. I hope um, that Chelsea Football Club do reconsider. Whilst you know the sensible supporters amongst us realise that Chelsea have done uh, are trying to implement what in effect is a bubble. For all the right reasons, I don't think they've considered that um, some Chelsea supporters don't necessarily get there the day before. And the the example yeah. I've quoted several times is if Chelsea get Paris Saint-Germain again in the European Cup, in theory, a guy could finish work at five o'clock in London, therefore not missing a day off, could get on the Eurostar get to Paris and get to the ground in time for the game yep. and then return home, be in work again for eight o'clock the next morning, what chance has he got to um, go elsewhere to collect his ticket? Well, not this season, season just finished the season before. David and I were both on the three o'clock year of start. We were. Yeah. So, and, and, and there were a number of Chelsea supporters on there. We yeah. weren't there. And I know for a fact there were later, later people on that. And it's, you know, all I could do was check into my hotel and go straight to the ground. So... Unfortunately, I think a lot of people tend to find that some people at the club seem to think that the supporters are on Chelsea's time. Whereas, you know, the club should realise that Chelsea supporters, especially those who travel away, 
go to great lengths to get to the games. They pay a lot of money to get to the games, and you know they they don't really appreciate, you know, the um, the lengths that Chelsea Football Club might expect them to go to mm-hmm. to go to European games yep. and um, it, it's just a shame that you know because of the actions of what is a tiny tiny yep. minority seems to have affected you know two or three thousand who on the whole generally well behaved and are very good supporters yep. Thanks for that, David. The other question was about the size of the stadium. Well, we've already so talked do you, about to, do you want me to read it again, Tim? Yeah, read it, read it again. Uh, it says, we need a big stadium to compete in future. It's a must, in my opinion. Fans should not let down uh, the club if they come up with good ideas. Well, I think my, my view is if the ground is, if the ground is um, bigger, you know, there's clearly m- much bigger demand than for 42,000. So I don't see a bigger stadium would be a problem, especially while the team is being successful. And you would hope, as we said earlier, that sort of the club would then have the opportunity to do some interesting pricing issues around, around younger, particularly around younger supporters. And I think just reading between the lines of that tweet, I think we should state that the, the, the trust has always been in favour of, you know, no, number one, the club staying at Stamford Bridge. And also, you know, fully behind a redevelopment should that happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I can't stress that strongly enough. It is the number one issue. Uh, and we, we, we await with interest what, uh, what comes out over the, um, over the summer. You know, if, I, if Chelsea, the figure I've heard bandied about is for the redevelopment, for or for the redeveloped Stamford Bridge is in the area of sixty thousand. Whilst people, you know, often give um, the corporate supporter a hard time. If Chelsea can get ten thousand uh, corporate fans in at Stamford Bridge and their big money can subsidise the prices for the rest of us, it wouldn't be a bad no. thing. And I think uh, hopefully that's the pricing model that they will uh, will and, go with. And we should just add on that point before people throw you know up their arms in horror actually that's exactly why german football is so successful in terms of uh, the pricing for your average supporter because actually it's the corporates at places like bayern munich uh, dortmund so on so on who subsidize the yep. extremely low season tickets for for your average german fan yep we, we're getting other questions on this on um mixler how long would a redevelopment take well we don't know but it's likely David David said it could be anything up to up to four years. Yeah. yeah, so it's not it's not overnight. I mean, what's interesting is how how Tottenham have managed to shoot themselves in the foot by announcing that they're moving out of um, White Hart Lane for a, for a year or eighteen months without actually knowing where they're going. So that's a interesting. Yeah. Way. Not the first time they don't no, know where indeed, they're going. But uh, <laughs> interesting. And the other, another one. Yeah, it, it says about a bigger stadium, but not at the expense of our history. Absolutely, it's redevelopment of Stamford Bridge. I mean, I think the whole. CPO issue of three or four years ago, it was clear what the vast majority of supporters think about us, us staying there, about our heritage, and I, hopefully that that issue has gone has gone away, and that the club are looking as they have have in recent statements implied that they want to Stamford Bridge is where they want to be. Just uh, to come in there, Tim, it's yep. nice to see so many American supporters. Uh, you know, coming out with a, they want to stay at Stamford yep. Bridge, and it's really important to the culture and the history. Yep. I mean, we we await the announcement, but you you can be sure that we'll we're you know it's the number one issue for us. The the club know that 
we make that point to them whenever whenever we speak to them. So we'll just have to wait and see what comes out. But it is, I think, reassuring that there's no noises coming out about us us moving, going going elsewhere, um, which ha- which has to be seen as a positive sign. I've got to say at this point that I'm sure that um, Mr. Abramovich certainly wants to stay at Stanford Bridge. That guy's been all around the world. He's chosen to get involved with the greatest club in the greatest part of the greatest city. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. In the whole wide world, and um, I'm sure um, he um, he's happy in the fact that he can um, walk from Stamford Bridge and, you know, home. And... Um, Whilst some people aren't too happy with him about what happened over Chelsea pitch owners, I've got to say at this point, Chelsea Football Club wouldn't be in the position we're in presently if it wasn't for Mr Abramovich. And I think, you know, we've always, certainly I was involved in, as others in this room were, in the sort of Say No CPO campaign, separating Mr Abramovich from the actions of the board, because the board made made a series of decisions with regard to what they wanted to do with, with CPO, and the opposition prevented that. Um, I mean, I'm seeing that from Chelsea in Chicago that we should put more information about what happened with CPO. I'm not, I don't think necessarily we want to spend spend time now, but. Um, He's saying, I see a lot of supporters who have a misunderstanding and act as though CPO simply threw their toys out of the pram because they didn't want any redevelopment, which isn't true. Absolutely, it's not true. But, um, you know, the the key thing is what happened happened. What's happened since then, we've heard nothing to to say that um, 
the club want to move. CPO is 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 still in existence. I would encourage anyone who hasn't got a share to buy a share. You can go on to the club website and buy a share. We have a good working relationship with a number of board members of of CPO, and I I, I see that continuing. And we we await with interest, but certainly as far as I'm concerned, CPO should continue when um you know when the when the ground is redeveloped. Brian Paul one says, didn't we make a bid for Battersea Power Station? Doesn't that show that we are open to moving? Brian Paul one, I think that issue's been put to bed yep. now. I think that we I think we've moved on from there. Earl's Courts doesn't appear to be available. Battersea is clearly not available, and I think it's now the focus. Hopefully, is on um, is purely on Stamford Bridge. Another question. From Mark Barfoot, do you guys know for sure if Bates has us in stranglehold about the club not being allowed to compulsory purchase his penthouse and therefore not redevelop the Copthorne? I don't know the detail of that, but I'm sure that discussion, the appropriate discussions with appropriate people are taking place. I don't think we really want to get into, uh, into the detail of that, but I'm sure that that would be the case. And we wouldn't want um, to risk um, Uncle Ken listening to us and... Um with one ear and on the phone to his lawyer yeah. and the other. So we'll, yeah. we'll leave him out of this discussion, I think, <laughs> for safety's sake. Yeah. I had another one from Dan Lundberg. It's just going off the screen, but it says, need to make sure the atmosphere is addressed as part of the redevelopment. Absolutely. And I know David, and well, whenever we talk to the club, that's something that's stressed. We can only do so much with existing ground. The real party should start when we, when we redevelop the ground because then you can do, you're starting from scratch and you can actually do what you want to do. At the moment... We have to make do with the best we can in the ground that we have. And for I think, the time um, being as well, stick all your thoughts in the survey. Yep, absolutely. Put, put these thoughts in the survey. The club do read the results. One interesting question that will be in the survey, um, which um, the club has actually um, questioned, is whether supporters presently attending Stanford Bridge would be prepared to move to help create um, a decent atmosphere. Yep. And um, hopefully um, everybody who reads um, takes part in the survey will um, tick the box that um, we'll all be ticking. Well, I think people need, need to think about that one. I know there, there, there probably be some difference of opinion, but we've asked the question because it is an important issue. Are you prepared to move if, it, if it's for the greater good? And, and you know, and we, we will see what, see what comes back. Um, we'll move on, but we'll come back as the questions come in. This actually works quite well being able to read the screen. Yeah, do we want to just front? address the shed atmosphere question quickly? Which is what? Um, Sorry. Seeing as the club offer the shed upper, in, offer the shed up in cup games, is it possible to trial other places for away fans to go? Well, the away the the away fans um, issue is we've asked the question again, and we've asked it before. It's, it's very difficult. I think we we're okay. In terms of other locations, I mean, again, David, sorry to keep asking you, but you probably know better than me. Are there... There's only so many places away supporters could go. We've asked the question, and the club are interested, but given that hopefully the ground's only got a finite amount of time, it's whether the away fans would be moved out of the shed or whether that's just... You think that's unlikely until the ground's redeveloped? Unfortunately, I think that's unlikely until the ground is redeveloped. Yeah, Okay. Unfortunately, we've 
suggested various places, but you know, it's um, it's not just the club. Um, the police are involved. The council are involved. You know, there's um, a safety aspect to yeah, it. it. I yeah, know for a fact that the club does not want away supporters placed on top of Chelsea supporters. I in the you know a lot of people say I'll oh, ban them to the. Um, upper tier of the um, East End or Craven Cottage <laughs> or Craven Cottage but um, you know you know, to balance that a lot of supporters want the away supporters next to the most vocal part of Stamford yep. Bridge to you know help sort of improve the atmosphere personally I'd like to see the supporters moved from the east side of the shed end to the west side of the shed end but you know, I mean, you know everybody, a lot of people have got different ideas yep. on that Okay, um, just as you came in, David, there was a couple of issues. One was about the um, the presentation of the, of the championship, Champions League. Sorry, the Premiership yeah, yeah, trophy yeah. on Sunday. People complaining that there's only one side of the ground could see it. I don't know if you have a, a view on that. You're closer to this sort of stuff than me. I my view is that the next time Chelsea win the league, in, which, in twelve months, yeah, time. in twelve months' time. <laughs> The first thing the team will do is do a lap of honour and then get involved in the, yeah. the old family photos and the stuff for the television. Yeah. You know, whilst we realise that, you know, a lot of income is derived from the fact that um, Sky and BT Sport are involved in um, football, at the end of the day, the uh, well-known hashtag is football without fans is nothing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's. I think a lot of people were disappointed in the fact that, you know, the the players seem to spend half an hour, 40 minutes in front of the Matthew Harding stand and about 40 seconds in front of the shed end. I mean, I'm old-fashioned. I'd be quite happy with a presentation of the trophy, a quick lap of honour, and everybody goes home. I know those days are gone and it's, you know, a lot of done is television, but if they, while they were erecting the, um, the Barclays the platform from... I think a lap of honour something could have been done and then everybody would have had the chance to get relatively close to the trophy yeah and I you know it's a shame but it it doesn't detract from what the club have done you know over the season but it's you know and it's for for the likes of me it's not a problem but it obviously is looking at social media it was a problem for a lot of people and the other issue with David briefly was the parade we talked about how some people couldn't see much but to be fair, there's only so many locations the club can use. They don't know how many people are going to turn up because it depends on the weather and what have you. So it's quite difficult to be to get it exactly right, I would say. You're not going to please all the people all the time, are you, unfortunately? I've got a, a really good question, actually, on uh, from, uh, from Rob Gibson on Twitter. At Rob Gibson, he says, Loyalty points for season tickets should be on the agenda. Fans totally in the dark until the end of the season. Huge financial gamble. Discuss. Um, we've brought up the um, issue of um, loyalty um, points and unfortunately whilst a lot of supporters seem to think the term loyalty implies loyalty in as much as attending as many matches as possible the club totally seem to disregard that sometimes and I think personally the club need to find another way of rewarding loyalty and possibly term whatever the rewards will be as something else rather than loyalty. Because, you know, the fact is that, you know, a person could have attended 
every game this season come to QPR when they went on um, general sale and a couple of other games that, that you know they didn't manage to get a ticket which seems to be a bit unfair I mean it's difficult because for away games there were games we could have sold eight ten thousand tickets mm. away clearly and you only get two and a half three thousand you get 1800 at QPR so I have some sympathy and the Chelsea this is no consolation to people who are frustrated not getting tickets but a number of other clubs operate uh, n- no loyalty points process at all or some of them operate what is basically a closed shop Tim I think yeah. I think I think the point that Rob makes is uh you know the amount of loyalty points you need to get a season ticket. Yeah, should they announce it earlier in the? Oh, I see. Yeah, well, that's but they don't necessarily know until they know how many renewals there are. I think it's it's an interesting point, and maybe it's something we should do some thinking about as a, as a as a trust board in good time before the end of next season. Yeah, I mean the th- the thing is, is that, that to actually make that work, you'd have to have all the season ticket renewals done beforehand they can't they can't yeah. they don't can't know how many tickets no, they've and, got to and, sell and until the season problem. ticket renewals have done and it's not really i'm not speaking as a season ticket holder i'm speaking as a kind of general it's not really fair on season ticket holders to ask them to stump up 900 quid extra whilst the season's going on because they're still yeah. paying for other expenses yeah. as well so i mean and, and we have it's a difficult trade-off that the, the season ticket renewals were too early this year other yeah. clubs you look at on television, I think Arsenal's was still advertising that the renewals were available when ours had closed. So you you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways, but you know Arsenal supporters have the advantage that they've got sixty thousand yeah, seat stadium. So, but it's I think this season what you know what's happening for next season is already in stone. We need to do some thinking as a trust over the coming months. So well before the end of next or next season, we've got a coherent set set of thoughts that we can present to the club. And, uh, you know, th- it's a key issue for us doing that. So I think you can take it as read that we will. Because we do get a l- we get as many questions and comments on loyalty points as we do on, uh, on, on anything else. OK, we now move on to a couple of, sort of wider issues that normally Cliff Auger would cover, but he can't be here today. Um, one is the Soccer Summit, which is a thing organised by Football Supporters Federation and Supporters Direct... It's in Manchester, it's in July, and I think Cliff and I will be attending, and possibly other other trust board members. We will put information about it on our website in case anyone else wishes to attend. It covers, it it has workshops on, on various issues. It also has annual general meetings of Supporters Direct and the Football Supports Federation. It would be fair to say... The supporters direct who were very helpful to, to us when we set the trust up are in slight disarray at the moment as the, the guy who did most of the work in setting us up left and then about a month later the the um, chief executive left um, so we're waiting to see what that means in terms of, of how they're shaped going forward and maybe we'll learn more when we uh, when we attend the uh, the summit. I think it's the 18th, 17th, 18th of, uh, of July in, in, in Manchester. But they have been, um, you know, they've been helpful with us in the past. There will be a question, I think, Paul, for the AGM about, you know, renewing our, yeah. our membership of yeah, those that, groups. That's, that's a formal uh, part that's of the formal, the formal motion every year. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that will be involved in the voting process. Yep. Um, but you know, out of that, there will be a, a meeting of the Premier League Trust to discuss common issues to discuss any campaigning around ticket pricing for the new TV deal in um, 
15, which kicks in in 15 months time. Another couple of things Cliff asked to raise. Last night there was due to be, but it was postponed, a meeting of Metropolitan Police and representative from uh, each supporters trust in London to discuss policing in the capital. That's been postponed. It's been rearranged for some time in June. Cliff will attend uh, as he attends all of these uh, on behalf of the trust and we will feed back what comes out. I think the only other thing on sort of wider issues is to reiterate the point that since the election, the new sport minister, Tracy Crouch, has been far more proactive in terms of supporter engagement, issues around ticket pricing than her predecessor. It's early days, but that's very positive because the predecessor basically was, wasn't interested in sport. She clearly is interested in sport. I think as she's a, sport, a football supporter. Yeah, football, she? She's a football supporter, has a sport well, background. She supports Spurs, doesn't she? But, but she, <laughs> I'll I, take that back, apologies. <laughs> but she clearly, so we, we await over the summer to see what, what steps she takes, but I would expect there to be more activity around supporter issues than have been the case in the past. I think today she, she um, made a statement concerning revenue, didn't she? Which, I think she, she which, may have done. Which was um, good. Revenue, you know, the revenue the clubs um, earn should be linked to um, reduction in um, ticket prices. Yeah, and so, which is certainly something the government have not been strong on. God, Arsenal must be worrying if that comes <laughs> The, 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 uh, another issue, just to touch on, it was most surprising to see today that a number of FIFA executives have been arrested. I won't go into anything further, but I think it's, it's fair to say that uh, not just ourselves, but most of, most of football in the, in the UK has got very strong opinions on FIFA. And it'd be very interesting to see what the fallout of this, uh, of this all is. Okay. Everybody at um, the Chelsea Supporters Trust is um, supporting the um, campaign to help the workers in Qatar. Absolutely, yeah, that's another point w- worth making. We we did a um, we did the sort of demonstration, the photo session before a recent home game. There's been publicity for that. This will build over over time. Other clubs will do more. I would expect there to be more publicity on this um, next season, and we will keep. Through our newsletters and through the website, we will keep members in, informed of what's happening. Um, okay, a couple of comments have come in about the virtual waiting room. I mean, it's it's also it's been answered on Mixler already, okay. but it is actually genuinely a random process in terms of getting yeah. into it. I think the other thing that that struck me actually, and this is something that that we get asked a lot actually by particularly the, our chums in Chelsea in America and. And uh, those related or, or you know affiliated to them, um, you know clearly. Well, it, it used to be okay for them to get access to tickets, but clearly the club the club have changed things, and it, it's now become very difficult for them to get access to tickets. I mean, is that I think that's something that we should really be making yeah. representation to the club about, yeah. Tim. Yep. No, I agree, and we, something we, t- we touched on earlier. But I think that there were. The, the the key thing is not to leave for us not to leave this until March April next year. It is for us to address these issues and, and you know once the new board once we've had the elections, we've got the the, the board in place. It's a, it's a priorities to these sort of issues, not not leave them to the end of the season. In fact, you know I think one one surefire way to get that issue for them on our agenda and to the club is to make sure it gets voted in yep. as a, as a policy initiative at the AGM yeah, in the summer. Yeah. yeah. What the um, guys in America make the very valid point that what is the point of being a true blue member 
if you can't get your hands on a yeah. ticket. Well, yeah. we realise that places, you know, seats at Stamford Bridge are at a premium because of the um, size of the stadium. You know, Chelsea have got to realise that they're taking money for nothing if people join as a member and they haven't got access to tickets. Yeah, yeah as you say, what, 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 is, what is the point? But it's something you're right, David, that we need to do something and, and we will cover it in more detail at the uh, at the AGM. Just so you know, I, I will, after this meeting tomorrow, listen to all of this and make sure we've got notes of the of the key things that come out. Would I also be able to look at the Mixler feed tomorrow, David, or is that is that not something that I would have access to? Um, yeah. Yeah, because then just I can just sort of do... I mean, I won't do formal minutes of this, but it'd be good to capture the... Uh, the I mean, I've made some notes, but to, to make sure... We well, you'll, you'll have the podcast, Tim, yeah, so you'll yeah, have yeah, absolutely yeah, everything yeah, that we've yeah. covered. Okay. Um, point from uh, Shed Atmosphere about the choice of beer in the shed. We got no Guinness. So I think you can... <laughs> Disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> That's touched a nerve. <laughs> Mr. Chidge is very strong on that one. Okay. They wouldn't even put it on the on the banner which we got yeah. on. No. And and so just 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 a commitment from from us that the issues raised today will be will be captured and will be we'll discuss them at our next board meeting. Ones that are appropriate to be taken as motions at the AGM will be fed into the AGM process. Talking yeah. of which, now I'd like to hand over to Paul Jeffrey, our secretary, who will talk about the AGM <coughs> and the board elections. It's going to bombard you all with dates for when things are happening now, unfortunately, so this is the fun part. Um, right, so as a starting point, the, we intend to hold the AGM, as we have done the two previous years, on the non-match day of the first weekend of the season, which this year is a bit earlier. So it's the 8th or 9th of August that we intend on holding the AGM at. And again, I think the board are in agreement at the minute that we're going to do our best to hold it once again at the Copthorne Hotel at the club, yep. although that's yet to be confirmed. Um, so as has followed in previous years, after the, after the election, after the AGM's being conducted, all of the online voting process will open um, through Survey Monkey, so that's board elections if they're contested, or board elections either way, but and also any of the motions raised at the AGM. So that will be open um, up until the 23rd of August, that's the Sunday night, with a view to re- announcing the results of both within the week commencing the 24th of August. Um, so we have got to speak up, Pablo. <laughs> He's been saying that all night. <laughs> um, so with regard to the formal notice of the AGM, that will be announced in the week commencing the 15th of June. It's going to be a bit earlier this year because with the start of the season being earlier. And also we think it's likely that there might be some personnel changes on the board this summer. So really we want to be encouraging anybody who might want to might want to become more involved to stand for election this year and we want to maximise the opportunity for people to be able to do that in terms of time so the election process will also start on that date which is the 15th of of June and will be open for you to make like to apply to become a board member you need a nomination from one other member of the trust and that will be open until the 24th of July whereupon the election period starts Equally, in the same way, if there's any motions 
for like potential motions to be raised at the AGM, we'd ask for all of them to be in by that date as well. So that's the 24th of July. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And I'm happy to take any questions on the exciting stuff if but anyone has all, any. All of this will go on the website. Yeah, all, and of, it'll all be of this in, will in be live. Yeah. newsletter as well. It'll be very clear what exactly what the, the dates are and what the, what, what yeah. the issues are. But once again, I would just reiterate that we are looking for new faces. It's, there may well be some personnel changes. So... If you want to get involved, get involved. Okay, thanks very much, Paul. Um, yeah, just again to make make it clear that they, you know we will feed the dates through in good time to people. And we will send reminders, but we are conscious about not sending sort of daily emails out, especially during the summer. People do have lives outside football, and they don't want to be bombarded with stuff from the uh, from the supporters trust. Um, I've just had a Chelsea in Chicago. Uh, on Mixler saying, would he like us to? Would should we ask him to email us his issues? If you can send any issues you have to the inquiries yeah. at dot com address, it's on the, it's on the website. I'm sure you probably know it. Then we will commit to turning stuff around. I would apologise. We've had um, a couple of times recently where we've not been as quick turning around responses to emails as we as we would hope to be. At the next board meeting, which is in two weeks' time, we're working out a, a, a slicker way of doing that, of sharing that around, because it basically ended up with one person. If that person was away with work, then they they weren't necessarily able to access the uh, the email account. So we I apologise for that, and we will we will address that. On that point, I've got to um, say that um, we as a trust aren't working to a template, although several of us have been involved in various um, other supporters groups and um bodies um we're still um finding our feet as it were and you know we probably will carry on finding our feet for as long as we're in, in existence yep. we're going to do it our way and um you know if you've got any um beefs with us or you can uh, point uh out any you know any improvements that you think we could um Mate, please feel free to forward them. But, you know, please rest assured we're doing our best. Yep. I mean, it's, I've talked to people who are involved in trust that have been in existence for 10, 12 years. They're, st- they're still learning. The situation, you know, things change. You can respond to situations. You can always improve the way that you, organize, you run an organisation. So, yeah, as David says, we, we, we're continually looking to, to, to do things better. Um, we're now on... We've covered... The last part of the agenda, the formal part, is questions from members, which we've actually been covering um, as we've gone through. If anyone else, give it a couple of minutes before we come on to any other business. If anyone has any questions they'd like us to answer now or, or like us to think about, if you could either tweet them or put them on Mixler in the next two or three minutes, then we're happy to to take them. Um, so we'll... We're just going to cut. I'll see what else we've got to cover in terms of any other business. We've actually covered, I think, most of the um, any other business during the actual agenda. I don't have anything else formal to cover. We thought the meeting would take, or oh, an hour, the virtual general meeting, and it has taken an hour. So we're about on where we thought we'd be. But I am pleased um, the level of interaction we've had from. Uh, from Mixler and, and Twitter. 
And if you have anything, we'll give it a couple of minutes and then, then fire in and we're very happy to, to answer them. The, the other thing is as well, this um, virtual general meeting kind of idea is really quite novel and I can't think of anyone else that is using it. It's only the second time we've done it. So if you do have any feedback in terms of how this kind of meeting itself could be run, I think we'd certainly welcome that as well. We, I mean, the, the reality is we would only do one of these a year because I, I like the face-to-face meetings and we have to have the, the, annual, the, actual, the annual general meeting has to be a face-to-face meeting as well. Uh, I mean, the, the, the other thing that we should add, I mean, you know, the beauty of this meeting particularly is that it gives a fantastic opportunity for, you know, people who are members of the trust who can never make uh, the SGMs at the FIMBRA yep. to be involved. Yep. But we should actually emphasise the point that every SGM that we do have at the FIMBRA Arms is also broadcast on Mixler Live. And, of course, people who can't make that can have input there yep. as well. And we're very keen that it doesn't just become 60 people sitting in the basement bar at the FIMBRA Arms are the only people that we interact with. You know, we've got people today from all over the world dialing into this uh, to this and this is exactly the way we want it to be we are, glo- are a global organization i can answer a question that's just come in actually uh, chelsea in chicago or dimitri we do publish minutes uh, and they go up on the chelsea supporters trust website which obviously is chelsea supporters trust.com uh, but i will also release this as a podcast uh, probably late tomorrow so you can listen to the whole thing um, again if you so wish but yes we do publish minutes for every meeting that we do I think including the board meetings. Well, no, the board meetings we haven't done. It's something we could talk about, I think, okay. with, 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 when the new board's in, in place. It's not something we're compelled to do. We're, not, we're not, not compelled to do. But I will do notes of this meeting. They won't be formal minutes, but they will be notes of this meeting <coughs> with, with the issues that have been, that have been but raised. But we, we, we always release uh, SGM minutes, don't we? Oh, absolutely. We? Oh, yeah, SGM, yeah, yeah. BGM, yeah. We're, we're obliged to, and that's absolutely right that we should. Sorry, David, you had a point. Which is, I just wonder... Um, Oh yeah, the, the new the new website. We just so you know, over the summer, um, we are revamping our website. I mean, I think it did a great job in, in when we got set up. But it's it, it, you know, as with commercial organisations, every two or three years you look at refreshing these things. So the plan is that we would launch the new one before the the new season starts. And again, at our next board meeting, which is two weeks tonight, we will be discussing exactly that. And uh, many thanks to uh, Stuart yeah, Kinner, who... Um, yeah. Wor- Stu- sorry, 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 David. Yeah, Stuart Kinner, who's our treasurer, would normally be part of uh, of this fan cast. He can't be tonight. I think it's, it's either his anniversary or his wife's birthday, which is I think is, is fair enough. Um, but he did an awful lot of work on the website and should be, uh, be applauded for that. And thanks to Matt or Chelsea Stats mm. for uh, doing the yeah. new version. Indeed. Who's an affiliate member, of course, Chelsea Stats. Yep. Okay, so... We've got a couple more questions in there. The first of which is Clive Lewis. How about if members only get their loyalty points if they put their card in the Turnstar reader rather than the ticket to save time? Well, that's a good point. And I I think Cliff has raised this, and I suspect David has raised this with the club before, and they say the technology doesn't work. It's it's something we may have to wait for the new stadium, but I, I would agree with that. Um, but it, you know, it's very difficult for us to argue uh, with the club in terms of what the what the potential of their techn- current technology is. But we have we have um, pointed out to the club that whilst they there is a massive issue amongst quite a lot of people concerning ticket touts, we have pointed out that if all tickets could 
be put onto a club membership card. You know, we here in London have an Oyster card system whereby we can travel on the uh, on all you know the trains, the underground, and the buses using the same card. You can top it up, and if anything goes wrong, you'll get a refund from London Transport. If Chelsea could implement that system whereby all tickets can go onto a card, it would avoid a lot of the issues where touts are concerned yep. because people are reticent when it comes to giving away se- or lending yep. out their season think, tickets. And it's noticeable, it's the cup ties when everyone's got a paper ticket that there are touts absolutely mobbed on Fulham Broadway all the way up to, you know, all the way up to Earls Court and, and, and West Brompton. Question from Dazza15 about open training sessions for kids and families. Is this raised with the club the next, to, to, about attracting the next generation? I mean, it's an interesting I think, point. I, I think it's, a, if it were the kind of thing to happen, it's a win-win, really, isn't yeah. it, for the club? So. Yeah. They I had mean, a kid's day yesterday, yes, they did. didn't I'm they? But sure. there no players turned no, up. Okay. You know, I, I think um, Stanford and um, Bridget, <laughs> the uh, Lion, were there. But, you know, but how many times people have seen them scoring yeah. hat-tricks at the shed? And I don't but, know. Uh, the players were preparing for the £240 a head player of the well, year. Well, they were, yeah. They should, you know, yeah. unfortunately, I'm one of those supporters who thinks yeah. the um, club should uh, make the um, players do a little bit more. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think it's there are other clubs that do do open training sessions. I know they be, they may be mobbed and they may need to do ticketing or do some sort of ballot or something. But I, th- I think, and it's again, it's something we can take up with the club. I think it would be enormously popular with, with mm. young supporters. Got a lovely tweet in from Bonnie Rig Blues. Uh, actually, she's, she's there, there are two from her, and they're both great. Can the CPO go back to writing the share out in italics instead of this block stamping they now use as it looks so much better? Um, and another one, which is best thing to happen this season, was the Chelsea ticket exchange started by the club. Had to rely on it for the uh, last two games. Yep. And of course, we were heavily involved with, uh, Indeed, with getting yeah. that set up. Yep. Um yeah, I mean, the, the ticket exchange, I think, was something we, we did put a proposal to the club and then the club adapted. Mm. We weren't the only people to, to raise, was raised at the fans' forum as well. But, you know, we feel that uh, we certainly made a contribution to that. To that, And it is, the feedback has been very positive. And it's, since we've stepped away from Viagogo, it's, very, it's interesting to talk to other trusts who are still using StubHub and Viagogo when we've, we've stepped away from that. Funnily so. enough, there was um, StubHub have um, started advertising on the underground. They have, indeed, Everywhere. yes. Heavily. Yeah. Heavily in the last few weeks, yeah. yeah. And on all the radio stations yeah. and everything. Right? Yeah. And I've just had from Shed Up A Man, which is Ramsey, saying, ticket exchange, big thumbs up. Yep, so like big thumbs agree. like they get at the baseball. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think, unless there's any other formal questions, we'll probably call it a day in a minute. Um, it may be a few days before the notes come out, but I will certainly get them out early early next week. They'll be on the website. And we will be doing a newsletter over the summer with the detail, as Paul talked about, about the AGM and, and, and the elections and what have you. Um, but I think, you know, we, unless with anyone else in the room has got anything else, just like wish people a, an enjoyable summer. I'd like to say um, how um, grateful... I am personally to have um, been asked to take part in this. Um, I love the idea of um, a Chelsea Supporters Trust. What I'd like to think is that um, if all our current members could attract two or three people who aren't presently members to join, 
we'd be um, three or four times stronger than we are yep. at present. And, you know, the more of us involved in tra Chelsea Supporters yep. Trust, the stronger we will get. Yep. Yeah. yeah, just had a, a question from um, Shed Atmosphere about the free flags. He doesn't like them. I don't like them. A lot of people seem to. Is that, is that because they compete with his banners? <laughs> I prefer the person paper aeroplanes personally. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, from um, I've I've got a, f a funny feeling that some people at the club will be happy if they never see another paper aeroplane yeah, as long I, as they live. I, I mean, just on, a, on on that point, I, I can't believe that the club, bless their hearts, you know, left out all those free bits of cardboard, not thinking that the entire Matthew Harding lie would use them as paper aeroplanes. I don't think Indeed. Peter Cech was too happy about them either, <laughs> no. was he? But, I mean, what was the thinking behind that? Because it was obvious that that's what was well, going to happen. Well, it, it was a card display. It was, it, was, it was done for the right reasons. It was, it was lovely, and, I, I, and, I, and I'm not knocking that, no. but, I mean, you know, you know what they know yeah. what we're like. It was going to happen. It was obviously going to happen. Okay. Anyway, enough. Um, and, yeah, final thing, really. Thank everybody for, for dialing in, for listening in. Thanks for your interaction. We've enjoyed it. I pretty, it's pretty likely that this time next year we'll do another one of these. But the next formal meeting will be the AGM, the first weekend of the 8th or 9th of August. And all the information about that will, will be sent out in good time. So, And it also it will be broadcast on Mixler, that, that it meeting. It will, yeah. Well. So you, uh, people around the world will be able to listen in. Yeah. So it just remains for us to wish you all a good summer. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yep. Thank yeah, you, everybody, for listening. Cheers. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.